he got accused and exonerated. Wow. And then you have people boycotting his movie because he got accused and she in college. Her. And she killed herself. Yeah, oh, I yeah. didn't know she killed herself. Yeah, she committed suicide. <laughs> That's but, a, yeah. There's a, yeah. Hmm. Shut up and sit down. with like you know you know the bass or whatever you know like pimps and you know uh you know like what i don't know it didn't work. <laughs> yeah, not, already, not off to a good start yeah yeah yeah, yeah off to a bad it. start yeah, yeah. hey this is our first podcast of the new year yeah and we've officially done more podcasts you and i together than i did alone nice so the old days are officially dead yeah, I feel like we're gaining a little momentum, you know? Mm. I feel like people talk about it to me more, yeah. you know? I have fan mail on that topic. Yeah, let's hear it. Hold on. I should have been prepared and had it ready. I just listened to your latest podcast. It's great. Really well done. It's what a great podcast does. Just a hangout with your friends, and occasionally some interesting or informative stuff is talked about. Also, your podcast helped me think about jobs, what are good and bad work environments, and what I am looking for. So Nice. Well that's is that from, real? Yeah, that's from uh, that's from Pat K in North Carolina. Hey, Pat K. Thanks, Pat. <laughs> Thanks, Pat. He also wrote a review on iTunes, which everybody oh. listening should. Oh, do. wait. So you do sort of have a know this guy? Yeah, a he's bit. the one that included in okay. his iTunes review that he'd known me since he was a child, and I was like, "That's not, yeah, not something I want to see." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Please don't say that. Please don't include that. But yeah. subscribe on iTunes and rate and rate if you if you're a listener. Rate us. We have five stars right now, so we can we can drive that right into the ground if you want. Yeah. Yeah, it's super depressing. I wrote a book that's not very... It's okay. But I, I go back and I uh, look at the reviews sometimes, and it's just the most depressing thing. Do you get bad... Re- you have a bad reviews? Oh, book? yeah. The past, like, three reviews I've gotten have been really bad. Well, your book is good. It's not a bad book. Thanks, Charles. I read it on, on the plane, and I was thoroughly... I didn't get sleepy, and I... Yeah, I think it's a quick read. There's there's some good things about it. I read it now, though, and I'm just like, oh, my God. This is the worst thing I've ever seen. Uh, but, yeah, people write really nasty stuff. But some, I mean, some people write really good stuff, but some people write nasty stuff. That's the way of the internet. That's the way of the you internet. Can't, you can't avoid it. The trolls. Uh, the trolls. <laughs> Here, you got to get way... Yeah. The trolls. There we go. Mm. So we have two people here today. Who are you guys? There's two uh, random people in my house. <laughs> <laughs> We're just walking down the street. Yeah, Charles just picked us They up. didn't come yeah. with you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who are these two? <laughs> yeah, introduce yourselves, please. I'm uh, Matthew Robinson. Uh, happy what, to be here. Comedian. What do you do? I'm a stand-up comedian, kind of, you know. I mean, you know, you know how it is, you know, you feel weird when you're kind of a couple years in before you say, oh, I'm a comic, you know? Yeah. So I'm kind of in that, I guess I would say I am... Uh, in the uh, amateur phase, a little bit, I would say, a little bit, working my way up to getting those non-bringer shows. No, 
Justin? Uh, I'm uh, Justin Lopez, uh, video editor and graphic designer. Uh, you could find me on the vidiot.co. Oh, nice. Justin does almost all of my flyers and oh, other cool. related artwork. Nice design. And he did the art for this very podcast. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah. cool, cool, cool. Uh, yeah. That Isaac is trying to change. No, oh, I'm, I'm not trying I have no to problem change with that. it. I'm not I did that in like it. 10 minutes. We, yeah, we just had, he had a funny idea for doing like an actual fan, you know, like a, not a huge yeah. fan, a small fan. So we were going to maybe do something like that. Is it cool if I give myself another intro? That was way too self denial. No, no. no, no. <laughs> we don't, we don't well, do a lot of uh, editing, yeah. <laughs> editing on this podcast. No, we're not going to do that. We're, uh, our first topic today we're talking about is the TV show Million Dollar Extreme World Peace, which, if you don't know the background, it was a show on Adult Swim that aired for six episodes um, and was not renewed for its second season. Um, I believe because Time Warner executives uh, decided that. I think there was marketing pressure put on them. Uh, well, no, I heard it was internal pressure. pressure. That was the story that I got, that it was this guy who ran another show on Adult Swim, this other comedian guy. Brett, Brett Gilman. Yeah, Brett Gilman, exactly. And some people think Tim Heidecker had a part of the and to, Yeah, and Tim, Tim Heidecker. Well, there's alleged to be other creators at Adult Swim that... Uh, had issues with it. Yeah. But the official reason I've heard is that there was sponsorship. That's And the reason that I believe is that it's all money related. Like the sponsors were getting contacted by whoever they were getting contacted by. Well, so it's like a Breitbart Kellogg's thing? Yeah. 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 Maybe. But, but there was, he tweeted, he did like a tweet storm right after it happened, clearly directed at Heidecker and Gelman saying like, yo, I would never... You know, you might not like my stuff, but I would never internally use my so the hate, influence. The well, he, about he even called into the podcast. He even yeah, called yeah. Tim Heidecker's podcast oh, really? on Facebook, yeah, oh, and, wow. and called him out. Oh, whoa. And Tim Heidecker claims cool. he didn't say anything other than to be supportive of Brett Gelman. So the he that we're talking about is Sam Hyde, the creator of Million Dollar Extreme, uh, just so we're clear on, on who the he is. So that's the basic background of the drama surrounding... The show, right? Yeah, yeah, I think Judd Apatow got involved too, as well. <laughs> yeah, Sam threw that out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know if it's true. Uh, yeah, I don't either. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Yeah, so anyway. So the big question, you know, the thing that we wanted to talk about was the show itself and the kind of reasons it might have been pulled off and what everybody thinks about it. Yeah. Uh, and you guys are the com- representatives from the comedy community here. And well, I guess I don't me wanna... and you are... You're not a comic? Are you a comic? No. no yeah. Not. So... We'll be the audience <laughs> members. I like the show. A yeah, lot. I, yeah, I did too. And I like his online stuff mm. as well. I, I objected it to more. Uh, for more, I thought the comedy was just very kind of just. It was like basically a troll show, basically. And I just, in my opinion, if you're going to do outrageous stuff, there has to be a purpose to it. And it just felt like it was a massive, you know, what do you mean it was, frog meme. What do you mean it was a troll show? I mean, just basically all their concepts seemed like there wasn't really a sketch that was set up. They were just kind of trolling certain people in the establishment as nebulous as that is or you know political correctness that everything just felt like that was the objective it was just the milo yannanopoulos being outrageous to fight out fight outrage culture and watching some of the other videos like his uh paradigm shift 2070 it's an interesting concept to go out there and kind of mock ted talks but then he just goes up there and fumbles the whole time it's kind of like you laugh at the concept but the execution i just felt was 
Well, let's Pretty separate. Bad, but that's but let's, that's not his show. Yeah, let's separate. That's him. Okay, let's go to the Million Dollar Extreme. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, let's the separate his, his piece, internet okay. stuff from his show. Well, yeah, that's... we should address what you just said though. Tim Sam Hyde did this really funny thing where he went on a TED talk. He somehow got himself on like a TED talk mm-hmm. stage, and then he just screwed around the entire time. It's sort it was of funny. The... He like walked up there out of breath. Yeah, yeah. And he needed he, water. Yeah, <laughs> and he, <laughs> he kind of like mocked the whole uh, dressed like a Roman warrior. Yeah, isn't there? Wasn't there a different? TED talk where a guy went up there and did a TED talk, but it was just gibberish. He just went up and said a bunch of catchphrases. Like that one is my. I wish I'd figured out which one that was before we talked today. But there's a really good one where a guy trolls. Where, I think yeah. more effectively than Sam mm-hmm. Hyde, yeah. and just goes up and presents nonsense, and the audience eats it up. And they love it. It's and like it just kind it's of synergy disruption. Well, did, yeah. did, did, like, yeah, did any yeah, of you yeah, actually watch the TED talk? Yeah, I watched part of it. I got it was three very minutes long. through. Yeah. he's supposed to be from the future, and he's he's letting everyone oh. know what's going on in the year twenty seventy. Oh, okay. See, maybe that would have made it more compelling up front if I would have known that. <laughs> it had a funny intro, you know, like oh, I've written for Vice and I was in Mogadishu doing all this great stuff. <laughs> it's a great intro, but then it kind of the execution afterwards. I just felt some of the sketches, in my opinion, the comedy ones. I felt the kind of slice of life, like the one where the guy was a convict and he's like, 10 years, that's nothing," and then he yeah. goes and. You know, he goes back to his home and it's gone. He just has this temper tantrum. I thought that was actually pretty interesting. But the comedy, like uh, the Toss It Project one, I felt that was a real missed opportunity. I love that one. That was one of my favorites. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And my issue with it was it's a funny kind of, you know, it's making fun of these self-affirmation programs. Like all these things that bad things people say about you, write it down, toss it. I thought it was funny, but then it goes out of nowhere. It's like, if you have a problem with people teaching about butt sex... It just seemed out of nowhere. It seemed like it was shoehorning a political opinion into it. I, just, I see. Okay. Yeah. And my issue is I don't like it when, you know, so-called liberal shows do that. And it felt like it took away from the premise. And then when he's like, oh, the white man, we're not going to have it anymore. Uh, say thanks to the white man. You know, I just felt yeah. like it was forcing in these kind of political views and it took away from the sketch, in my opinion. Well, well Brett Gelman had uh, a special in July called Dinner in America, yeah. which is like there's a whole scene in there like white people are a virus. No, and I would object to that as well. I, yeah. I don't like it when it comes from either side. Yeah. I feel like if you're going to do a political message, show me, don't preach me. Yeah. And it felt a little, some of the sketches felt a little preachy, like the uh, tap water one. That kind of felt like, you know, it's like an anti-government screed. It's cool, whatever. But well, it yeah, just, they're still getting fucked no matter what. It's like yeah, the whole point of that. No, I get it. I mean, it just, for me, it just, it, it just felt like. I was reading Christopher Dorner's manifesto. (laughs) Yeah, but I I guess the difference here is that that is completely fresh, Mm -hmm. whereas the other side is completely stale, right? So your opinion is is basically, it's almost like a punk rock versus prog kind of thing. Like Even though it's kind of a blunt instrument, it's at least unique and it's at least fresh and it's not this kind of Tina Fey self-referential kind of meta comedy. Is that kind of the thing? Yeah, Yeah, I mean like... Okay, so the whole thing with the alt-right is that it runs into problems when it starts being the type of victimhood that Mm -hmm. it abhors, right? So what you're saying is basically they're doing the same... The shit that they're pissed off about, which is this constant stream of like liberal Mm -hmm. brainwashing that comes from every bit of the entertainment industry all the time, Mm -hmm. they're... Doing the same thing, just the opposite way. They're shoehorning this message in when it really doesn't belong there. And I don't think you're wrong. But I guess just from a novelty perspective, Mm -hmm. I was just, I could not take my eyes off of this show because I had just never seen Mm -hmm. that side done in that way before. And that's fair. And even though I didn't like the show, I didn't, I objected to it getting canceling 
getting canceled for internal pressure. I didn't like Brett Gilman going on his crusade and saying, I quit because there's not enough representation in Million Dollar Extreme. I think there is a certain level of cultural McCarthyism to that, well, that pointing out people for their transgressions. Well, that has to do with Mike Laszlo oh. and uh, and the heat getting on Adult Swim for not having enough women mm, yeah, yeah. creators. So Brett Gilman said, uh, I got an idea. What about my wife? <laughs> And she's like, she's like a wardrobe designer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. That, they're like, no, like we don't, we don't want I anything think to do with be that. Fair, she so did. on his way out, his big middle finger is like, well, you know what? I'm going to take you down. You know, I'll take yeah. the rest of you guys down. Be this big social hero. Yeah, and talk shit about Million Dollar Extreme, and then link that BuzzFeed article by Joe Bernstein. Oh well, god! <laughs> and I looked at this dude. I mean, I looked. I took one look at what's his name's Twitter account. Oh, uh, Bernstein. Bur- no, what? Who's the guy? Berman. Right? Who? Gelman? Gelman, sorry. Brett Gelman. Oh, yeah. I took the one virtue look at signaling this just make oh, you sick? Oh, my God. <laughs> and I was just like puked into my mouth. And it's just like the paradigmatic virtue signaling <laughs> Brooklyn, <laughs> you know, fucking like SJW city. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, man, of course, this guy is, you know, playing this role. So... What did you think, Charles? You know, it was strange. I uh, I was prepared to dislike the show because uh, just based on the press and based on Sam Hyde's kind of social media presence, which is... Oh, it's extremely yeah. alt-right. I mean, yeah. he's extreme. So, I, I, <laughs> and I'd watched, I'd watched some clips and been weirded out and other clips and been fine. So I just watched all six episodes. They're only 11 yeah. minutes. Everybody should sit down and actually watch them. Mm-hmm. And they're, I actually was... I don't think they're funny. Like, I don't think they're at all humorous. Uh, there's a couple lines that are funny. Like, what's what's the line about Your, this closet is why David Bowie died? <laughs> that <laughs> Which that, that line that? that's in the first episode where they're like the male prostitutes, the homeless male mean. prostitutes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. that and Sam plays a gay man. Yeah. for the for the young girl. Yeah, and, and then the high school quarterback. Yeah. yeah, and it was weird because he was doing the super gay voice, but it, he was doing a homeless guy doing the super gay voice. Uh-huh. So it was like it it wasn't it wasn't as weirdly like right as it had been portrayed. And I th- and it was kind of interesting. They're very artistic and well made things. Like you can't. I, I encourage everybody to actually watch them and watch them in the context of the episode because when you take out little pieces of the episode. Like the one where the CEO is angry and he's smashing his head against stuff. Yeah. It's easy to mischaracterize that as like, oh, the show is super angry and it's yeah. against yeah. stuff. Yeah. But in the context of the episode, it's actually not. It's kind of a piece of yeah. what they're talking about the whole episode. Yeah. So I don't think it's funny. Like, I don't think it's hilarious. But I don't think Adult Swim does, you know, standard textbook hilarity. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're much about anti-humor. Yeah. It's just like, you know, the Heidecker thing. It was the yeah. same thing, right? I mean, it's not like funny, really. Well, and, I, and if you watch Mr. Pickles, it's like a dog killing people. Yes, it's animated. That's a little bit different, but it's a dog killing people for three minutes. Yeah. <laughs> Super Jail is like two minutes of plot and then a massive genocide every single episode. So, <laughs> yeah. so it's all about chicken. Yeah. I also don't... Um, I think the mistake that they might have made, actually, that Sam Hyde probably made, was not being more all right on the TV show. Hmm. Because I think that when you get into art, you're more protected in expressing your opinions than you are just directly doing it. And I think um, what happened with that TV show was they allowed the conversation to be about what he was up to versus what was going on in the actual episode. Because all all the things they cited on the episode were kind of apocryphal. Like they're like, oh, there's hidden swastikas that standards and practices are taking out. It's like, well, that's true. Let's see it. Like you didn't show me 
Hmm. You're just saying that somebody in standard and practices is claiming that. And Sam Hyde disputes that. He says that's not the case. Yeah. So the show was so much. It was, it was a little placeholder with a bunch of scribbled art. And yeah. And there was a little tiny swastika. And yeah. that's all it was. So there's, I think they almost erred in not being more all right. Because the huh. whole conversation huh. wasn't about the show. Nobody talked about the content of the show. Everybody talked about everything except. Well, I mean, yeah. I think it's because the people internally just reacted immediately. You know, they got one whiff of well, this guy and I they were like, enemy. You know, it's like, not the internal enemy. people that had the problem. It was, it was Time Ads? Warner executives. Really? They, got too much, they got too much heat. Turner got too much and heat. And they put the pressure on the sponsors. That's, that's what I hear. Hmm. So it's... You know, on the my other side of this is, on the other hand, this is pretty standard corporate behavior. Mm-hmm. This is not that shocking. Well, you know? yeah, but you're we're talking about Adult Swim here, which is absolutely chock full of completely. But they don't get corporate shit. heat, is what I'm saying. But I, I mean, did. look, Eric Andre did a sketch where it was called "Everybody Hates Kikes," yeah. and he's talking to one of the guys mm-hmm. from the Jersey Shore. I mean, he's looking at his his cards that he's supposed to be reading off to the guy. They're just full of swastikas. Yeah, no one had a problem with that. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you know, but yeah, I, but no sponsor. Again, there was no corporate sponsorship that was. Yeah, but it I, also didn't I, become a cause celeb too. I mean, no one outside. I mean, Eric Andre is still a pretty friend show, and there hasn't been this uproar. It's kind of to your point. Once it was labeled alt right by uh, Burns, John Burns, Joe, Joe, Joe Burns, yeah. As soon as that happened, you know, everybody started paying attention to it and started trying to read things into it. And to be perfectly honest, I started watching the show because of that. Because yeah, of that, because I was too. interested. I wanted to see <laughs> what it all I wanted to see yeah. what happened if Milo Yiannopoulos produced a comedy show. Yeah, yeah. Well, the strategy also when they talked about the show was very reminiscent of conservative bullshit about like heavy metal in the 80s. Yeah, like, no, just that's hidden what messages I'm if you play it backwards, mm-hmm. blah blah blah. Well, and yeah. You know, and there's a lot of unsubstantiated stuff about that show that was very If you go back and you read those Joe Bernstein articles, it's a little creepy in the way that <laughs> You know, like, uh, listen, I'm not on the side of Sam Hyde. You know, he would label me a cuck <laughs> in a harpy. You know, like, my political opinions are different. Yeah. But watching that show, you know, I'm sure there's call-outs and stuff that I'm not aware of. But there was also a lot of description of it where I'm like, eh, I'm not, I'm not seeing it. Well, well there's the blackface thing. I mean, that really is what kind of was nail in the coffin. Well, I mean, The Quadrant Sam thing. That And that was... I mean, yeah, you know, Sonny in Philadelphia has done blackface and Sarah Silverman's done it and their careers are fine. But I don't know. I mean, it's like I said, I, I objected it more to comedy reasons and I didn't really object to it being canceled because it was I objected to it being canceled because some people got their feelings hurt. Yeah. So I'm not someone to say that you should get canceled for that reason. But while, while they were filming that, no one had a problem with it. Even the creative director was cracking up and he's black. Yeah. I mean, that's a fair point. And I think to Charles's point, you know, it was really kind of Turner, Time Warner pressure that got it canceled. It wasn't internally Adult Swim. According well, to we Sam have... Hyde, they talked on the phone and they were going to renew it. And he was told that it was Turner that got it canceled. It, it came from above. Yeah. Hmm. Well, it's clear that there's some like discrepancy on why it got canceled. But I mean, the fact of the matter is this was a show that I think was dedicated to doing what comedy is supposed to do, which mm-hmm. is challenge you know I, I hate using this phrase but the whole speaking truth to power thing right okay. you know it's that's not comedy's job though uh, maybe that's not comedy's job but comedy's job is definitely to toy with the line of what is acceptable no. right comedy's no. job is well, to wait, wait, wait 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 hold on hold on hold on hold on george carlin said i think it's a duty of every comedian to find out where the line is drawn and cross it deliberately that's his sure. opinion though and then joff fox would say like your duty is to tell what's like to be a redneck yeah you know? i mean yeah. it's kind of it varies on okay nobody are. knows the purpose 
none of us here can say this is the purpose of comedy. No, the right? purpose of comedy is to make people laugh. That's the purpose of comedy. <laughs> okay. well, that's is anti-comedy. That's its basic <laughs> level is to make people laugh. Now, you know, anti-comedy, the whole purpose of that is to kind of make turn people that on its head. Yeah, so there you go. I don't yeah. think it's... Yeah, that's like saying the purpose of movies is to entertain. You no, know, it's but, like that's true, but, but it's also like to make deep. people laugh. That's what it is. Isn't it art, though? Isn't it an art? It is an art, but it's the art of making people laugh. Yeah. Okay. If, if, you're, if, you're not, if you're not engaging with making people laugh on some level or another, you're not doing the basic Not all great comedy makes people laugh, though, surely. But, and to your you know? point, well, all great comedy at least understands that that's, the, that's kind of the end goal of basic comedy. Maybe, but, but, do here, it differently but I, I kind of think I, where you're getting at this, but when you start making comedy the goal of it to be the challenge authority... Then you can judge it by its intent, not by its effect. Because now for Million Dollar Extreme, I didn't think it was very funny. I thought there were some intriguing sketches. But when you say, oh, it's fine against the status quo, that is liberalism, this liberal hegemony, whatever... Then it's a successful thing, even if the jokes aren't there, because it has its intent to it, kind of fight yeah, against it's it. It's actually being something. Okay, no, and I get you. I see what you guys are saying. If, if that you, said, if, that said, part of being funny is also being fresh, right? And saying mm-hmm. new shit that isn't really said, and saying things you really aren't supposed to say. True. You know, and I, I th- again, but again, again, it's like I'll make a comparison to Anthony Jeselnik. Part of the appeal of him is that he makes jokes about rape and these things that you're not supposed to discuss. But there is a structure to the joke to get to the punchline. It's not just basically Doing trolling people and having outrage be the end goal just to get people upset. Yeah. Okay. I, I hear you. I mean, I think th- there's a lot more going on in these episodes than just pure outrage. I mean, there's the wall, the I, wall I, skit. I didn't find it. <laughs> Did you guys remember that? The one I where they're talking British. No, the, with the dating show with the women. Yeah, yeah, the women. Yeah. Yeah. But here's another thing that, that that's okay. a very, that's a very, that's like all interwoven with the whole red pill thing yep. on the internet. And, and it's actually kind of genius. I mean, some of the, the skits they did are borderline. They're making really complicated points and they're doing it mm. in a kind of fascinating way. I mean, that whole skit sketch is sketch. God is uh, based on the red pill, this red pill idea of the wall, mm-hmm. which is that women hit a wall and uh, you know, our society basically, doesn't really uh, is that that feminist documentary that was kind of blocked the red pill? Well, that's the, that there is the a feminist fem- yeah. yeah, there is that. I'm actually hosting a screening of that in Long Beach in like a month Ooh. if I can get enough people to sign up. But uh, no, it's the idea that um, women are basically told not to get in relationships until they mm-hmm. pass this point in which they are. Uh, they found themselves sexually yeah. desirable to to men, right? Okay. And it just creates this fucked up situation. I'm not doing a good job of explaining this so right now. So it's like an anti third wave feminism is working against them. Exactly, okay. third wave feminism is actually harming them in the long run. Yeah, way. yeah, that's yeah. So that that uh, sketch is a really fascinating sketch. Sketch. So you have these people. Talk. You have these women who have nothing to offer, and then the corporate exactly. Laura comes out, and they're expecting to get with him, and he's like, "Well, you should get a good job." Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, I guess I can see that, but again. Or the woman, remember the the kids who are like, I want to be like my mom. Yeah. I want to be like my, it's like, there's, there's. I believe Trump's a racist because my mom told me so. Yeah, yeah. There's, (laughs) there's a lot interwoven into these things that are illustrations of like this kind of rebellious movement Mm -hmm. that you see online. Right. And I just really liked seeing that. I mean, like, what did you guys think about the Jewish, the Jews rock? (laughs) That was great, right? Yeah. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty funny. 
I mean, that's a great that this is something we are all conscious of yeah. that Jewish people have a hugely powerful position in entertainment. Nobody disputes that mm-hmm. yet. We never talk about it. Right. Yeah. I mean, we never, th- and talking about it makes me laugh because I'm like, Oh damn. Like that's, it's releasing the like mm. tension, you know. And when they were cutting to executives, yeah, those were all Jewish people. Right? Yeah, oh, yeah, that was that of was, course. That was yeah. the point. Yeah, and it was like one of the articles described that, and they didn't tie those two together. They said they cut two executives looking bored, and I was like, no, they're no. cutting to <laughs> yeah, Jewish people exactly. that yeah, run yeah. the show. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, exactly. the, the show's definitely not for normies, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those of us taking the blue pill. Yeah, 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 yeah. I guess that's the pill. other thing I kind of object to this kind of you know conspiracy theory friends and like the, everyone thinks they're the one taking the red pill, right? And everybody else who yeah, doesn't buy true. into the agenda are just one of the sheeple. That's true. And look to your point for the wall. It's I, the I think last it's honest in- man. Yeah, yeah. Which <laughs> you hate on, when I like, do that. Even though I do it mostly tongue in cheek, and you think I'm serious all the time. No, but to your point for the wall sketch, yeah, that's interesting, and it, it's it's an interesting concept. And maybe when you go over it and think about it more, you it shows more layers. But a bunch of wacky people talking in British accents, where there's not really quote unquote jokes. Again, yeah, I thought I agree with Matt on that point that it's often undisciplined. There's yeah, a lot of very there's a very, very there's a lot of like just throw shit against the wall. But sometimes, you know, I. It's funny because I didn't even really think about those alt-righty red pill, con- you know, things. I-, I was more interested in like the artistic nature, mm-hmm. like that that the one where the guy's teaching in the school and he's like on an incline. Yeah, I yeah. Really and he liked, hangs himself. I really liked that, and I can't describe why. It was, there's just something about it that was really neat. And I also the one with the guy in prison is yeah. my favorite. I didn't get that one. I totally did not. I, I watched that like three times. I've, I'm like, what am I, I missing? I think it's like the arrogance of youth. That's how I took it. It's like 10 years, that's nothing. And then he's kind of arrogant. He thinks nothing bad's going to happen to him. He's just going to go back to the world the way it was. And then he sees his house burn down. Then all of the pain that he's felt the last 30 years is just unleashed. And I thought that is one thing the show did really well is it did tap into kind of the existential rage of the Trump voter yeah. in, in, a, in an artistic Definitely. way. I'm not saying this to be you know elitist, but it was like Trump voters who went to art school. Yeah, and in a way, yeah. From a cultural standpoint, I think it's important to have those voices out there because I'm a you know I'm not a First Amendment absolutist, but I think it's good. The more ideas that are out there being propagated, the better society is because at least it's out there and we can let people decide for themselves. So I, I understand that there was merit to the show, and as to whether it should have been canceled, I think once the pressure was put on, Turner is a business and they have to protect their interests. So even if it was the wrong thing from a free speech standpoint to cancel the show. The ratings weren't great. They were they, better than Eric Andre. That that's a fair point, and that that's a fair I, I point. I'll concede were that. Good. Yeah, I thought they were good. The 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 the, the, the first episode and the, and the concluded last the last one were about a million. The rest of them were around seven, but it didn't do better than Deckard Unclassified. I think it did better than Check It Out with Steve Brule. So I understand your point, but like to the Eric Andre's ratings being worse. But once you're starting to lose money and you're going to take a stand. It has to be doing ratings about like Family Guy reruns for it to be you for it to be worthwhile for an executive to stick their neck out. So why, I can why? understand why it would be canceled once the attention was brought to it, but I object to Brett Gelman and everybody else turning into their crusade to get the show canceled. If that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I mean, if, if it weren't for Joe Bernstein, none of this. I don't think any of this would have happened. Honestly, I think it was uh, Sam Hyde trolling him in the interview. Oh yeah, with, it with the New York was. Times, he gave Joe Bernstein a reason to ruin him. Okay, wait. So what? This is actually part of the story I'm not familiar with. 
What would happen with Joe Bernstein? Joe Bernstein from BuzzFeed did a, an interview with Sam Hyde, which is on YouTube if you want to see it. It's, there's quite a few video versions of it. And Sam Hyde basically fucks with him the entire interview and doesn't cooperate. What does he do? He, he, like, he just uh, mocks him the he entire asked him time. About the, what does he say that he was asking if it's an independent record label? Oh, or he's something? like, no, he's are like, you, are you are you are you part of the all right? He's like, what, what the hell is that? An indie bookstore? Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah. So uh, this, I mean, it's it's fairly obvious. This guy Joe Bernstein has a real axe to grind yeah. with Sam okay. Hyde. It was really true. repeatedly because he thought that he would get his. I don't want to assume intent but it's, it's clear that you get those internet bonus points by like yeah this is this is an alt-right show and they're associated with bad people and it's clear that he has some kind of issue with sam hyde and so what what else did he do to fuck with him now he, oh, he, oh, oh sorry no, no, <laughs> he, he told him he wrote the mental equivalent of popcorn <laughs> and he'll never get a job at the new york times yeah wow he went on for like two minutes and at the end he just rails on he's like oh, i'm just messing with you Oh, uh, and to your point, like when I watched Million Dollar Extreme, I didn't necessarily like the guys, but watching that interview did make me like Sam High a little bit more. And I could see at least there is some comedic talent there because the way he played him and the way he messed with them, you know, he's you're not consistent, <laughs> podcast, these weird, you know, these weird faces. So there, there is talent there, yeah. I gotta see these. I, so Joe Bernstein is just some. He's a Buzzfeed. Buzz buzz he's also, I think, I think he's the same guy. Remember that thing about the Gaines family and uh, one of those Fixer Upper shows? He wrote an article about how their uh, pastor is against gay marriage. Oh so he's he's yeah he's a SJW extreme. I think he tried to get Patton Oswalt because Patton Oswalt. Oh yeah, was Bernstein friend. did go after Oswalt yeah, for, yeah. for that little uh, Jewish caricature uh, artist guy. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, it's the same yeah, guy. It's the same That's dude. Right. Yeah, there's and a lot. Oswalt's totally left. Well, right? he's a he's a strange case because he gets a lot of SJ Dub heat. Oh, he does. He does oh, because he's you know he's not because comedically speaking you know he's he's pretty consistent about going after whoever. Yeah. So he gets a lot of heat from Salon. <laughs> was, you know, there's a lot of anti Patton Oswalt stuff from that side. And then he, didn't Sam Hyde make some joke about Patton Oswalt's, Oswalt's that's dead that, wife? It's an ongoing trolling of... Yeah, he tweeted, he said maybe he killed his wife. Yeah. Like the day yeah. after she died because his <laughs> wife's like, what, a murder mystery writer. So he's, oh, he's cracking whoa. a joke, you know. Too whoa. soon. What's, what's, <laughs> what's happening, Charles? Yeah, I think I think Patton's one of those guys who's you know he's liberal, but he's kind of like Chris Rock, where he's this First Amendment libertarian, yeah, almost, okay. where, where you can say whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, he's the type of guy. I don't. I mean, I don't know what he would stand up for, but I would imagine he would be less likely to get outraged if Milo Yiannopoulos is publishing a book. But I don't know. If you yeah. go on Salon and you just do a search for Patton Oswalt, yeah, yeah, you yeah. see all kinds of <laughs> you know, concern trolling about what Patton Oswalt is up to. There was like an epic one between him and one of the writers there. I think it was when that. Asian. Remember there was a problem with the, like there was like a flight manifest and it had all these Asian names that were very stereotypical sounding. No, no, we, yeah, no, it was like when the thing crashed or something, it was like we too low. That was great. Yeah, and he made a joke and he just (laughs) went back and forth with Salon and just basically eviscerated them. It was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cool. So why do you like the show? So you, you're a fan. Oh, yeah, you're a a fan fan of the show. Yeah. Well, because it's, it's different. There was not. I mean, most Adult Swim stuff is just trash, and there was something special and different about it. And so I was really upset when it got canceled. Yeah. So you were watching it while it was on the air. Yeah. I, I even watched. Uh, when was it? 
And Justin is not a white male, by the way. Yes. Yeah. Justin is not a white uh, well, male. Well, I'm kind of. I'm like, I'm Irish and Spanish and Filipino. <laughs> I got a little white in me. Yeah. Uh, what was it? No, he, uh, I was watching on Twitter. He did like some thing where, um, where uh, he did like a vlog about how he was so pissed off about uh, uh, Brett Gelman. So I knew something was going to go down because he starts talking shit. Mm. Yeah. He starts saying, you know, uh, you know, Brett's, wa- uh, Brett's wife's ugly. And I'm not saying that just because she's black. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. But I knew right after that, because the show was still airing, I'm like, something's going to fucking go down. Mm. And he's like, the r- real reason why Brett's got, you know, Brett's got a fucking coke problem. He just started like saying all these like low blows and shit. I'm like. What was this, the Heidecker thing? He's like, Brett Gellman would do anything for money? Yes, he did. (laughs) (laughs) Brett Gellman is just, what's the, he's got this Twitter picture that's like really weird. Oh, yeah. It's like very feminine, weirdly like underwear picture. Yes. It freaks me out, man. Yeah, everyone should look that up. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it. (laughs) Yeah, it's like very weird. And it's so, every single tweet he does is just like. Fuck Trump, you know. Uh-huh. Fuck, fuck hate. Fuck hate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's obnoxious. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the issue is is whether or not how nefarious was the cancellation. Because my my belief is it's not as nefarious. You think it's just ads? I think it's I think it's standard corporate ass covering. Yeah. You know, I think yeah. that unfortunately the the campaign to get it taken off the air and to affect the sponsors was successful. And it wasn't, it was just more, more of that, which a lot of, which a lot of comedy shows have to deal with. Like most comedy shows don't last, you mm. know, they get fucked. But I mean, they wanted over, they want, they ordered a hundred episodes. Yeah. And none of this, I don't think any, like I said, none of this would have happened if that article didn't come out. And if you actually go back, and if anyone ever uses the Wayback Machine, yeah. <laughs> look up that BuzzFeed article. Yeah. And in August, that article actually read, uh, Time Warner has its own all right show. Right. And then it later got changed to Adult huh. Swim is airing its own yeah. all right show. Jeez. But that's what I mean is they went after they they did the thing where they went after the corporate. Yeah. Because the, the the ultimate issue is corporate ownership of art. Yeah. You know. That's, well, and and so where does this? That's the other problem. Where does this leave us? Now we're left with a total emptiness in the entire world of comedy. It seems to me, at least, that's being sponsored by the establishment or whatever mm-hmm. it's a there's a huge void where any comedy that goes to the consciousness of the trump voter for example mm-hmm. exists and i think the whole media suffers from that you know the entire media suffers from this massive chasm of any real voices for uh, this part of the country that is totally ignore it all the time. I mean, this is why Fox News wins cable news ratings yeah. all the time because it's the only one. It's the only one mm-hmm. that all those people can go to, you know? They also more slickly produce their stuff, too. Like, they, they understand that conflict sells. You know, a Fox News thing will be, you know, a conservative going against a liberal and they argue for five minutes. MSNBC is a bunch of people agreeing with each other. Yeah, true. What's more no, compelling? Yeah, because you never really get the yeah. actual other side. Um, And, you know, I mean, it's like, I used to love The Atlantic, mm. the magazine, they got a new editor, and it suddenly it went from like the conservative New Yorker to like more SJWish than the New Yorker, mm-hmm. and it's like the dominoes just fall and fall and fall to the point where it's this echo chamber of this same type of thinking that everybody's just agreeing with each other. Yeah. And it's like when you lose stuff like this, Brett Gelman's like, all right, you won the battle, but you're not winning the war because all you're doing is making people more pissed off and more 
feeling like their conspiracy theories are justified because, mm-hmm. oh, we made a show pointing out how Jewish people run the media, and oh, wow, look at look at that, it got canceled. Okay, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, do you think that that helps? Like, no, it hurts yeah. you. So, yeah, yeah, it's a strange. It was, it was a strange experience because I, I liked watching the show. I thought it was entertaining, even though I don't always agree with its various agendas. It is worth watching. I think everybody mm. should actually sit down and not watch it as a separate clip. Watch 11 minutes of the episode yeah. and kind of make a determination about... Yeah, because there, there are intriguing things they did, like a different theme song it's, every week. It's uh, very well made, too. Yeah. Like Production value was quite excellent. And... The arti- like like I said that that prison one I really I don't know if it's that song that the that's John Mouse song it. I think the song is doing a lot well of the, the, the original song was, was John Mouse's Cop Killer yeah, yeah. Mm. I don't know if you've seen it with that that song if it changed your opinion on this yeah it yeah. doesn't it's not as haunting yes what it's, did you take from that skit that you liked so much I just you know I've watched it like a lot of times to try to figure out what me their, too I their couldn't point get was. it yeah it's 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 kind of just about being. St- uh, so stubborn in your convictions that you just uh, destroy your entire yeah, life. Okay. But it's also the other the other side of it. Maybe it's right. Maybe it's a guy who's so principled that he's not going to let the system break him. And you know, oh, it's like it, cool the William look. S. Burroughs quit quote like everybody resists, everybody gives in eventually. I mean, that's a massive paraphrase, but yeah, you know. something like that. Huh. Yeah, that's a, that, that's the one that I like the most of all their. Of all the sketches in that show, that one I was like, but that's not funny. There's nothing yeah. funny. No, it's not that funny. Sketch. It's not it's at all. Very I felt the strongest up. sketches were the ones that weren't funny. Yeah, these yeah. kind of. Um, remember, do you ever watch uh, Kids in the Hall? Remember, no. Kids in the Hall would always have these weird monologues where they'd have like a guy go out and like talk about being a trucker in Alberta for like two minutes. Oh, that, wait, wait, hold on, real quick. Uh, that reminds me. Uh, was it Mark McKinney used to go in blackface and do that jazz uh, uh, character? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, I'm not, I'm not agreeing with. And I think there is something to Isaac's point within the media, like for Seth MacFarlane. Seth MacFarlane can make some pretty racist oh, yeah. jokes, he's totally. but he gets away with it because he's seen of being on the left, so it's acceptable because we know his intent. Yeah, someone who's labeled as an alt-rightish with all its like Richard Spencerist nefarious, you know, associations. Well, if they make a joke about someone in blackface, it's because they then they're it's because they're a racist. So yeah, I get yeah. it. Sarah Silverman got away with it, and, and Kids in the Hall. I mean, it was a Canadian show at the time, and. Uh, my, my wife's Canadian and, you know, sometimes they don't have the same political correctness that we do down here. So I, I get your point. But um, but Kids in the Hall, they, they would have these weird kind of monologues and Million Dollar Extreme, like the one where the guy, uh, Charles, is dressed up like a woman. It's like, I hope he's not like his daddy and he just leaves a kid to drown. <laughs> I mean, there's like these, it's very compelling. It kind of, yeah. It, that's where I think it had artistic merit because that's where you got to kind of the psyche of the Trump voter and kind of what, and also, I would, I, would, I would be interested about your opinion on this, Isaac. It seems like one of the big reasons that the show got canceled because they were unabashed Trump voters. Like, they were vocal in their support for Trump. Yep. And one thing I was worried about that would happen if Trump won is there would be this kind of movement within what you would call the liberal establishment, Hollywood, whatever, to kind of go further into that kind of virtue signaling, judging people, and basically getting anything that's impure out of entertainment. And... In your opinion, do you feel like this is kind of a sign of things to come? Like there's going to be more of this finger pointing, getting people out, getting shows out, getting voices out that people find distasteful? No, I think it's going to go in the other direction. I think it already is. You know, I mean, I think maybe 
these are sort of the last flailings of okay. that. I mean, the thing that kind of sucks for somebody like me, in even though I did vote for Trump, is, you know, what's kind of cool about all this is that a real counterculture is building, right? We really haven't had a really solid counterculture since... You know the corporatocracy bought out rap and skateboarding and shit, so you and think that's this all. Is like eighties punk gangster. Exactly. Rap so like, so yep. like, literally, what was happening? If Hillary had gotten elected, I think it would have gone like you know the really? New Yorker, the whole See, media would have been. I think they'd still have their show if Hillary was elected. I think they were sacrificed because people oh, really? were pissed off about Trump because they were really angry. Yeah. Well, okay. That's. I think you could go either way. That that's not a bad point. Yeah. No, that's an interesting point. But I think ultimately. Uh, the election of Trump hurts the development mm. of the Sam Hyde counterculture because now it's tough to be like, oh, I'm fighting yeah. against the man when the you know president, yeah. <laughs> the president is one of you. You yeah, know what I mean? Like the it's kind of for Keith Oberman now. Like all yeah. of a sudden he's relevant again. Exactly. <laughs> so it's kind of like uh, you know, it's, it's yeah, it's going to be a total. You know, in, in just a few days, it's going to be a total shift. It's going to be amazing. A paradigm shift. Yeah, it's going to be. A- <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know. So um, I think that uh, it's an interesting question to to see what will happen with all this. Like, can how is the New York Times going to cover Trump for mm. four years? Like, how are they just going to keep shitting on him every single day? Like, are they ever going to be able to well, actually? That's how, that's how I feel too. I feel like they're going to keep constantly trying to find something just yeah, to, to just smear shit the guy. I mean, just it's like constantly. Yeah. Yeah. And they're never going to stop. Like they're yeah. never going to give it. They're never going to like publish a positive article about never. about Donald Trump because they sure haven't yet. I think it's going to be competing propaganda wings. You're going to have the New York Times having basically nothing good to say about him. Yeah. And you're going to have the more conservative outlets like Breitbart. Yeah. And Fox is kind of weird. They can go back and forth because the f- interesting thing to Trump to me is you know, you have Trump you know, talking about these massive infrastructure projects, things that are more technically an FDR Democrat kind of thing. So it's interesting watching these conservatives all of a sudden go along and go for these, for lack of a better word, big spending. Yeah. Measures. Socialist type type. Deals. Yeah, yeah. So it, it will be interesting to see how Fox news does covers it because in some ways you got the Sean Hannity's who are just towing the line, but then you yeah. have the more principled conservatives. Maybe they'll go after him if he, if he does that. Yeah. Exactly. And then who, who on the left side, I mean, are you, you know, it's going to be funny to see them just continue this shit campaign, even though, you know, there's probably some good things that will come of it. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah. Nothing has revealed everyone's fraudulence more than <laughs> yeah. whenever the opposite side gets elected. Yeah. Because suddenly everybody starts being concerned about or being in support of stuff that they never would have supported. <laughs> yeah. Of yeah. Course. yeah. Obama yeah, yeah. had been... In, behind a massive infrastructure revitalization project in America, it would have been opposed by the usual characters. And now in the opposite end, it's going to be completely different. So yeah, it's all, it's like all the people saying, uh, it, with that video that came out recently, the torture the Chicago torture video, it's like my liberal friends immediately said, this is being used to delegitimize Black Lives Matter. Yep. And that's, it that's was what happened like, to me too. And, and then, it was then, like, what are you talking about? Exactly. Like, like, do you realize, first of all, CNN didn't publish it for like a, two, a day and a half uh-huh. after it came out. If that was a white, a white on black, Obama would be giving a speech the next day about all this shit. But instead it becomes like, oh, this is an attack on Black Lives Matter. Exactly. That's what this yeah. is. 
And you're right. I mean, it, it just outs people on that side of being like, if that was reversed, you would be, you know. I but mean, to on. be fair, a lot of the people on the right were saying that this is tied to Black Lives Matter and this delegitimizes. The sure. And well. that's, so, re- that's ridiculous. I mean, nothing sure. has re- revealed our tr- that tribalism is still alive and well in America 2016 than this election. Than this election. I mean, exactly. partisanship is like identity now. People totally. take it very seriously. And it's just funny to see both sides oh, yeah. totally, as you're saying, abandoning all of their actual ethics as soon as... I mean, but, you know. but it was a hate crime. Come on. Yeah. But it's, wait it's a minute. A this, th- this conversation about this topic is very dumb because the question, the issue that gets brought up is this always gets put in everybody's face. But here's the reality. All those people that participated in that, which is fucking terrible, are going to be prosecuted and thrown in jail. Whereas uh, in other circumstances where certain people that have authority positions, such as police, yeah, that commit <laughs> brutality, do not yeah. receive that, yeah, and we, they I get put the, on administrative leave. Okay, I so read the this Sean... Is, but, the, but this is... But that Sean King. But I read this the is Sean the, King piece. But this is the thing that happens, is that this gets thrown out there, and it gets tied to... Uh, the the questions about police brutality and state sponsored violence against citizens, and this is kind of that same smokescreen where oh you know this thing happened yes it's fucking terrible and it's gross and disgusting but it's also going to be prosecuted, mm-hmm. and that and that is the thing that's different. So it it's was not, the police have gotten prosecuted. Last I checked, the guy who shot one of these people. <laughs> He <laughs> got got indicted. I think Walter she Scott. she got indicted recently. Good. So it's not like but, well, there you go. So it's not like the police who are doing the killing aren't getting investigated. Sometimes, sometimes Scott, not. I think yeah. it was a mistrial, right? So he, you know, justice wasn't served in that regard. So yes, you know, the lady who there's shot, just a very interesting amount of concern around this particular instance that sometimes feels disingenuous to me. Well, that's also, what the issue. And this well, is well, well it's going to disappear. Is is I think what like my problem with that is like but you know, what we heard about gonna it disappear. it's going to be over yeah because like getting, all these other things that have happened you know with cops we were constantly hearing about it constantly getting, hearing about it yeah because this is a difference that the incident which I, again I have to reiterate was was horrendous was not committed by agents of the state it was committed mm-hmm. by individual citizens. And the difference is the reason that you continue to hear about it is because this is going to be prosecuted. Those people are going to go to jail probably for life. They're going to get their punishment. Whereas conversely, if a, a, a po- policeman shoots somebody, let's let's think about various cases where this has happened. There's not always the guarantee yeah. that the police person is going to be yeah, uh, but they punished. are though quite often. I mean, when they you know, first of all, it's different because okay, well, we, this is a, a whole. Why are we even getting? <laughs> yeah, <in>? we, <laughs> you brought it up. That's why. <laughs> can, can we talk about Sam Hyde? Uh, yeah, can we get, exactly. uh, that was an easier conversation. There we go. Let's talk about. But that. do you guys have a problem? Let's talk about this. Let's recover from this before <laughs> we get into this conversation again. Do you guys have a problem? I mean, okay, there is something. And now I'll play devil's advocate. You read Sam Hyde's tweets, mm-hmm. and you listen to the things that he's saying. He pretty clearly is probably a racist guy. Like, I think he, you know, I think he probably is a white male supremacist. I think that he thinks white males are probably, like, superior he, to he, he said races. he has a problem with anti-white sentiment. No, well, that's well, that's he, a whole, that's a different thing. I think though. the closest thing he said is like whites should take pride in their culture, like everybody else does. That's well, the closest kind of white. But that's not white supremacy, though. Yeah, but I, I think like, that's the closest thing like on that's record. True, but no, I mean, I read an interview with 
he got asked by this like gay reporter, like, so do you really have like resentment against other races? He was like, well, I have as much resentment as any other people of other races have against other races. Mm -hmm. Right. It, you look at, I mean, some of these alt-right guys really are racist, you know what I mean? And they really are white supremacists. And I don't There's like... There's radiations. Yeah, the, and you know, I'm not for... Just like I'm not for somebody who thinks, you know, women or anybody should be a special class because of their race or gender mm -hmm. or anything. I don't think white males should be either, right? So is there something to... When somebody has that intent, It uh, imagine that he is a white supremacist, mm -hmm. Right. Does that invalidate his comedy in a way? I mean, because if he, it does make it different, doesn't it? When he's putting on blackface, than say somebody who's a liberal putting on well, blackface. That, oh, you get into a difficult zone with that because there's a difference between what's behind, like John Milius, the screenwriter, is uh, a known kind of kook who has a lot of bizarre beliefs, but he also wrote Apocalypse Now and a bunch of other classic pieces of cinema. So you kind of had Francis Ford Coppola write Apocalypse. Uh, John Milius, yeah. I think they co-wrote it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you're right. Wow. So um, you kind of have to separate artistic output from behavior, and it's the difference that separates like Bill Cosby uh, from this discussion because Bill Cosby probably most likely raped uh, a bunch of women, so he's his comedy is tainted 100%. Mm -hmm. But just because somebody believes something that you disagree with, I don't think you can discount their output. Yeah, that's the difficult you know, thing. Does, is exactly. Sam Hyde murdering black people? Is he uh, promoting laws to put down minorities? You know, I don't know if that's the case, or is he just having an obnoxious Twitter feed? And we have to look at his output and make a determination. Well, based on it's that. very hard to separate those things in this day and age, though. Like, I feel like it used to be art stands on its own because the person making it wasn't so accessible. Whereas yeah. now, as an artist, you kind of yourself is sort of automatically part of yeah. your art in yeah, a weird you're right. way. You know? I'm pretty sure Ernest Hemingway would have had a pretty problematic Twitter feed. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. yeah and, that's, exactly. and that's the thing. Our artists fucking. <laughs> did Sam Hyde fuck himself by being too accessible yeah it would it have been better for him if he just made his content and not been a personality also but it's, but it's yeah. a catch-22 because you need those twitter followers to get the meeting yeah. and well, how do you yeah. get twitter followers by being more outrageous you know having a nuanced point of view on twitter yeah you're gonna have like 10 people following you but if you take a hard line position one way or the other you're gonna get all the people who agree with you to follow you yeah and not only that without his twitter feed we probably wouldn't be even having this conversation right now because well, it wouldn't have been obvious i think his comedy it's not quite clear enough in the comedy itself correct that he's all right so I do think it's like it both fucked him and helped him because the only reason we're talking about this is yeah. because he is different in his opinions, but that's also yeah. what got Do you think he would not have been canceled? Yeah, I don't think so. Well, Adult, adult Swim didn't have a problem with his extracurriculars at all. Like They, they knew what but you know, I, he does. But they didn't, but the people that caused Adult Swim to cancel it had a problem yes. with his yeah. extracurriculars. And that's, you know, ultimately it, it becomes about that. And that's, you know, you point to like Roman Polanski. Like Roman Polanski, remember, <laughs> fuck the 13-year-old. Yeah, yeah, So, but yeah. he still puts out. He's still making movies. Yeah. yeah and it's yeah. like, it's fine. And Sam Hyde didn't fuck a 13-year-old girl. Yeah. So, you yeah. know. And it, we, we, but we're like, oh, you know, we, we, let's separate the art from yeah. like Michael Jackson. Had a whole <laughs> yeah. fucking yeah. crop yeah. Of, yeah. of molestation. Yeah, so yeah, it's, we a, it's a hard, care. 
it it's becoming very difficult in this day and age to you can't I really doubt that you can be an artist that puts out interesting work and also be 100% perfect perfect, perfect. yeah well it's like the thing that happened with the birth of a nation guy recently the guy yeah. who directed birth of a nation oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. was exonerated of rape in college right he got accused and exonerated wow. and then you have people boycotting his movie because he got accused and she in killed her, and she killed herself yeah oh, i yeah. didn't know she killed herself yeah so she committed suicide <laughs> that's like, a yeah. there's a Hmm. <laughs> but then there was there was a there was a there was a little upswell to try and get Casey Affleck disqualified. Oh like, yeah, we need exactly. to talk about his allegations. Yeah. I think to your point, people are just way too accessible. Like yeah, imagine the people who would have boycotted the Doors concert if they knew what Jim Morrison was up to. Yeah, you know what I mean? Guys, and I think yeah. even back in the day, that kind of outlaw mystique kind of helped you more. Now it, if you have to be an outlaw in like the right way, you know what I mean? And I think to your point, Sam Hyde was a very, you know, the new counterculture or whatever, if you want to call it. He's has an outlaw persona, but his politics aren't right. They are alt-right, you know, whatever. Just take my own advice. I just completely failed on that. <laughs> uh, any, fol- any final thoughts on Sam Hyde, MDE? Uh I would just say watch the show if you still can. I mean, it's pretty, it's good stuff, you know, and there's some really interesting ideas in there. And they, yeah, it's not stuff you see it's worth all a watch. the time. Yeah, if you have yeah. an opinion about it, especially, yeah, you know, yeah. it's worth I watching. think that goes without saying that when you see something, you know, when something pops up and someone makes a judgment about a show, do your own research and watch it for yourself and decide for yourself. Yeah, yeah. Don't yeah, just. It's very easy to get that outrage yeah. machine. Everyone going. loves to be offended these days. Yeah, yeah. that's really very. Do, man. And that. Yeah. No. All right. Well, I, can I say one more thing? I think everyone should watch the documentary, Can We Take a Joke? Okay. Okay. It has a lot to do with, it's very similar to what we were talking about today, about people being offended over jokes and getting fired. Is there a quote you want to... Oh, it's from Jim Norton. Ah. Oh. Jim Norton, why is comedy the only form of the arts where people think they have to agree with or approve the content? You don't walk through a museum with a towel and throw it over paintings you don't like. Jim <laughs> Norton. 